Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 81. We're going to do the readings for Friday of the third week of Lent. So if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. And uh, before we go any further, please pray for me. I'm going through still difficult time with my neighbor upstairs. I could use some prayers from people. So let's begin with the uh, prayer of the act of contrition. So join me in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us all our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, Guardian and Protector of Families, and Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Peter the Apostle, pray for us. St. Paul the Apostle, pray for us. St. John the Apostle, pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. St. Athanasius, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Jerome, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. John Fisher, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle and pray for us against all evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Okay, so let's look into the uh, book here by Thomas Kempis. Okay, let's pick out something. Okay, hold on. Okay. All right, this one looks good. The Grace of God. It's uh, book three, chapter 55, verse five to six. Oh, bless the Lord, you make the poor in spirit rich in virtue. And uh, it's called the grace of God. Oh, bless the Lord. You make the poor in spirit rich in virtue. And you cause and you cause to be humble of heart those who are richly endowed with worldly goals. Come to me and fill me with your consolation, lest my heart grow faint because of weariness and arity. Uh, I beseech you, O Lord, let me find favor in your sight. Your grace will be sufficient for me, even though I lack the gifts that my nature desires. 
I will have nothing to fear from trials and tribulations as long as your grace is with me. Your grace is my strength, my comfort, my counsel, and my help. More powerful than all my enemies and wiser than those who are accounted wise by those who judge according to worldly standards. Your grace is the teacher of truth, the master of discipline, affording light to the heart and solace in times of trouble. It banishes sorrow, drives away fear, nourishes our devotion, and moves us to tears of repentance. Without your grace, I am nothing but a withered tree, a piece of dry timber to be cast into the fire. Therefore, O Lord, may your grace always go before me and ever be at my back, keeping me ever content on good works to be done. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, my Lord. Amen. That's very beautiful. Okay. You see, you can tell that Thomas Kempis is very familiar with the Psalms, very familiar with the scriptures, very familiar with um, with the theological expressions in the book of Psalms. Um, I mean, you can see it. I mean, here, he, you make the poor in spirit rich in virtue, and you... You cause to be humble of heart those who are richly endowed with worldly with worldly goals. Come to me and fill me with your consolation, lest my heart grow faint because of the weariness of aridity, I mean like dryness, I guess. I beseech you, O Lord, let me find favor in your sight. Your grace will be sufficient for me, even though I even though I lack the gifts that my nature desires. I will have nothing to fear but trials and tribulations as long as your grace is with me. Your grace is my strength, my comfort, my counsel, and my help. I mean, that's, look at that. That's all, that's all the words like a, the psalmist. More powerful than all my enemies and wiser than those who are accounted wise by those who judge according, according to worldly standards. Your grace is the teacher of truth, the master of discipline affording light to the heart and solace in times of trouble. It's beautiful. It's, it shows he's familiar with the scriptures. It banishes sorrow, drives away fear, nourishes our devotion, moves us to tears of repentance. Without your grace, I am nothing but a withered tree, a piece of dry timber to be cast into the fire. Therefore, O Lord, may your grace always go before me and ever be at my back, keeping me ever intent on a good works to be done through Jesus Christ, your son and my Lord. Beautiful. All right. So we're uh, getting close to the end of the third week of Lent. So right now um, we're getting, today we're going to read the, the um, Friday readings and the Friday, uh, Friday uh, the entrance antipod is from Psalm 86. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord, for you are great and, and you do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord. Now, does this mean that there are other gods? No. What um, we have to understand that human beings have a tendency to try to imagine that there are other gods or thought that the angels were something like that. But in a sense, it's really that there is no God but him. 
And no matter what, no one, no one can steal God's um, right away, his rights away. All right. Um, you can't, you can't take away his attributes. You can't take away his power and make them into individual gods, which human beings try to do. The power to make rain, the power to make snow, the power to call lightning, the power to cause earthquakes, the power to give uh, gifts to grow. Only God has that power. You can't take it away from him and give it to any or create it or make it into a God. His power and his power alone. He is God. Okay, let's go to the readings. The first reading is going to be from Hosea. Okay, the verse before the gospel is from Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Repent, says the Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, says the Lord, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the reading is going to be from Mark's gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 12, verse 28 to 34. The Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. You are right in saying, He is one, and there is no other than he. And to love him with all, with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. Okay, one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 12, verse 28 to 34. The Lord our God is one, is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying he is one and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, first reading. A reading from the book of the prophet Hosea. It's uh, chapter 14, verse uh, 2 to 10. A reading from the book of the prophet Hosea. We will not say the work of our hands are God. 
Thus says the Lord, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. You have collapsed through your guilt. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, Forgive all iniquity and receive what is good, that we may render as offerings the bullocks from our stalls. Assyria will not save us, nor shall we have horses to mount. We shall say no more our God to the work of our hands. For for in you the orphan finds compassion. I will heal their defects, says the Lord. I will love them freely, for my wrath is turned away from them. I will be like the dew for Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall strike root like the Lebanon cedar and put forth his shoots. His splendor shall be like the olive tree, and his fragrance like the Lebanon cedar. Again they shall dwell in his shade and raise grain. They shall blossom like the vine, and his fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, what more has he to do with idols? I have humbled him, but I will prosper him. I am like a verdant cypress tree. Because of me, you bear fruit. Let him who is wise understand these things. Let him who is prudent know them. Straight are the paths of the Lord. In them the just walk, but sinners stumble in them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Um, One more time. Thus says the Lord, return O Israel, to the Lord your God, you have collapsed through your guilt. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all iniquity and receive what is good that we may render as offering the bullocks from our stalls. Assyria will not save us, nor shall we have a horse to mount. We shall say, No more, O our God, to the work of our hands, for in you the orphan orphan finds compassion. I will heal heal their defection, says the Lord. I will love them freely, for my wrath is turned away from them. I will be like the dew for Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall strike root like the Lebanon cedar and put forth his shoots. His splendor shall be like the olive tree, and his fragrance like the Lebanon cedar. Again they shall dwell in his shade, and raise raise grain. They shall blossom like the vine, and his fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, what more has he to do with idols? I have humbled him, but I will prosper him. I am like a verdant cypress tree, because of me, you bear fruit. Let him who is wise understand these things. Let him who is prudent know them. Straight are the paths of the Lord. In them the just walk, but sinners stumble in them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so let's um, see what God is saying to us here. Hosea chapter 14, verse 2 and Uh, Verse 2 to 10. Thus says the Lord, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. You have 
collapsed through your guilt. All right, let's stop there. Thus says the Lord, God is speaking. The Lord is speaking. Thus says the Lord, your God. The Lord is their God. And he's saying to them, return, O Israel, return, O Israel, to the Lord, your God. He's calling, he's calling out to them through his prophet. He's telling them to come back. The prophet saying, return back to your God. You have collapsed through your guilt under the weight of their sins, under the weight of all their iniquities. It's crushing them. It's it, it, the guilt of it is destroying them. And then he says something interesting. Take with you words. Um, I thought about this and I understand now they're saying, say these words. Go to God with these words and say this to him. Return to, return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all iniquity. Ask God to forgive your sins, all your, your, your iniquity, all the, the, the things you've done that's wrong. To forgive, ask for forgiveness. Ask, beg God for forgiveness and receive what is good. Receive what is good, that we may render as offerings the bullocks from our stalls. And in return, you will also offer the proper sacrifices to make these atonements, to make to make this um, to make amends. And the next part here, Assyria will not save us. I'm guessing there was some kind of political alliance, uh, a political alliance that with the uh, one of the Assyrian kings. And the next line says, nor, will shall, nor, will, nor shall we have horses to mount. In other words, Assyria won't save us and we don't have the military means to defend ourselves. So we don't have any horses. We don't have an army that we can fight back to defend ourselves. And here, this is interesting. We shall say no more our God to the work of our hands. We won't look to ourselves. We won't look to our own uh, means. We can't save ourselves. We don't have the power. We don't, we're not God. We're not God that we can save ourselves. We don't have that kind of power. Um, I guess they can economic or, or, or military like they don't have it. They don't have the power of God of, of doing the work of God in their own hands. Um, they pretty much, they pretty pretty much messed up things for themselves, so they don't have the power like God to save themselves. They have to look to God to save themselves. Um, for in you the orphan finds compassion, Ch childless parents, uh, poor kids. They can they can find forgiveness with God, and then the next line is, "I will heal their defection, their." Uh, I thought it was defect, but defection meaning they they they're they're wandering away their their bad behavior. I will heal it. And then he goes on. This is this is beautiful words. I will love them freely. God is saying, I will love you. I will I will love you. Come back to me. I will fix the problem, and I will love you freely without a price. For my wrath is turned away from them. God is. God is saying, I will turn my wrath away. I will, I will turn all my anger away. If you come back to me, I will be like the dew for Israel, like the early morning dew, the early morning 
um, a rain, like, like a rain, a light rain that comes on the grass where you woke out in the morning and you notice the grass is wet. Um, my wrath is turned away from them. I will be like the dew of Israel. I shall uh, blossom. They, he, he shall blo Israel shall blossom like the lily. He he shall strike root like the Lebanon cedar. In other words, I will give them the strength, the grace to be strong like the trees in Lebanon, and and put forth uh, branches, shoots. His his splendor shall be like the olive tree. He's using all this analogy to comparing them to these trees. You always notice this in the Bible, cedar tree, a healthy vine tree, a fig tree, an olive tree, uh, and you know, certain uh, trees that bear fruit, good fruit, or uh, that produce some kind of product like olive oil or grapes. Um, these are things that are important. Because they're assigned a lot of times that like fig trees, a fig tree is a, a fig tree and olive tree is a symbol of Israel. Uh, a fig tree and olive tree that bears fruit is a healthy tree. And God is God always compares a good a person's faith to a fig tree, an olive tree or some tree that bears fruit. And then, you know, um, he will put forth his shoots. His splendor should be like the olive tree and his fragrance like the Lebanon cedar. The cedar tree has a nice fragrance, by the way. Again, they shall dwell in his shade and raise grain. They shall blossom like the vine and his fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. See all these analogies, all these beautiful analogies that God, God uses to describe forgiveness and faith and salvation. Then he goes on to Ephraim, what more has he to do with idols? I have humbled him, but I will prosper him. The, 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 um, the tribe of Ephraim um, wandered off and fell into paganism. They got, pun they, they, they got hurt. They got punished. Let him who is wise. Okay, and he goes on. I'm sorry. Um, I have humbled him, but I will prosper him. He will give them the grace and blessings to prosper. Because of, because of me, you bear fruit. See, God's grace, God's love, God's blessing in our lives helps us to bear fruit, to bear, to bear the things that, to bear the things to be a people of faith. It's, you know, all this is beautiful stuff. You can see it here. It's beautiful analogies, beautiful expressions. Let, um, let him who is wise understand these things. Let him who is prudent know them. Straight are the paths of the Lord. In them the just walk, but sinners stumble in them. Um, a good example is compare this to, to the first Psalm, Psalm 1. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor takes his seat among uh, sinners, nor, nor, or, nor his place among scoffers. You see, you know, it's, it's, you know, you look at the first part of that Psalm and then you always, you, then it compares you. It's just, it's known as the Psalm of two way, the two ways. And you can notice that in it because it will, um, it will always like, it will always compare like the way, you know, it's the word, the way that's what the early Christian faith was called. It was called the way before they gave, they called it Christian. They gave it a name and you see that here. He, he does this. God always does this. He uses all this symbolism 
to to no to to basically show us what being a Christian means, what it means when you have God in your life. Okay, let's move on to Psalm 81. I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. An unfamiliar speech I hear. I relieved his shoulder of the burden. His hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called and I and I rescued you. I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. Unseen I answered you in thunder. I tested you at the waters of Mirabah. Hear my people, and I will admonish you. O Israel, will you not hear me? I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. There shall be no strange God among you, nor shall you worship any alien God. I, the Lord, am your God, who led you forth from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. If only my people would hear me and Israel walk in my ways, I would feed them with the best of wheat and with honey from the rock I will fill them. I am the Lord your God, hear my voice. Okay, so let's um, let's look at this. This is almost exactly like Psalm 95. Uh, if today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And it's interesting that like it says here, instead of water from the rock, honey from a rock honey from a rock and it makes mention to the waters of Meribah and how basically because the exodus was the greatest event that happened in human history in the sense that God because God decided to break into the world to take a people back to to, to take a people out of an empire a nation and you can see that you can see that a lot in in a sense about how this is because Egypt represented sin Egypt is represents sin, captivity to sin, captivity to evil, captivity towards um, uh, a life, a life that is not lived. You know, uh, whenever we fall into sin, go back to to sinful habits, to to things that that we're addicted to. It's 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 really captivity to sin. It's a spiritual captivity, a mental captivity, and also the fact that you. You embrace it, you embrace it because, in a sense, you don't want to leave it. A person who, like a man who goes into a strip clubs or goes or looking at porn, or is, um, um, you know, anything, anything, anything that can hold you back prevents you from being the kind of person that God has in, God intended us to be. And if sin is one of those things, it does it. It's terrible. It just, you know, it, you know, it, you know, it does it. Drugs, alcohol, um, pornography, uh, these things are all sin and they're bad. They're bad for you, your family, for your spiritual growth, your mental growth. You don't turn out to be a good person. You, you, you cheat, you steal, you lie, you may even assault, or you may even, uh, find yourself doing things that you you will regret because you're desperate to go back like an alcoholic or drug addict will do anything. All right, let's move on. Okay, so let's read the gospel verse first. It's from Matthew chapter uh, 4, verse 17. Repent, says the Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, says the Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
The Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 12, verse 28 to 34. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying, He is one, and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, one more, one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 12, verse 28 to 34. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying, He is one, and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered him with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, the first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone. Well, that the Lord is one. And usually that's how you hear it, but I guess this makes sense in the sentence, the way it's constructed. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Sometimes it's translated will. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying he is one and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, why is that? Because remember, human beings are created in the image and likeness of God. Now, when you hate the other person, when you kill, murder, molest, um, do horrible things, you are attacking the image of God 
which you share with your fellow man. And this image belongs to God. So the image of God is sacred. Human beings are, your, your fellow man is sacred. The, the child is sacred. The man, even though he might be not a believer, he may be a, of another religion, a pagan, or he's maybe even just a horrible person, still is made in the image and likeness of God. And that's the problem is that, you know, once you do recognize it, you have to see what's expected of you. So this person, though he may be your enemy, I like what G.J. Kesterson said, your enemy and your neighbor are usually the same people. So you have to recognize the sacred image, the divine image in your fellow man that you are the man and the woman and child, the Asian man, the African, the Hispanic, the Middle Easterner, the Pacific Islander, the Native American or uh, uh, First Nation, however they want to call it. Everyone is made in the image and likeness of God. And you share that likeness of God. Um, the teenage girl that somehow winds up on the front cover of a porn magazine is still made in the image and likeness of God, but she is being humiliated. She is being treated badly. She is being taken advantage of. She's being exploited and her image is being violated. The, the divine image is being violated. That's why it's important to understand why love your neighbor as yourself, why you cannot kill why you could not cheat against because everyone has to acknowledge that the image and likeness of God in that person, in that person, it's important that everyone acknowledges it, but human beings unfortunately fail to do that. All right. Um, I'm going to end it here. Um, let's say an our father, a hail Mary and a St. Michael in the name of the father, son and Holy spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. May the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, I'll be back with Saturday's readings, okay? God bless.